For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hey everybody, we're back. I'm talking with Molly Barnes uh, about the movie Love, Simon. And I should have said this earlier, but Molly was... Dawkins (laughs) Dawkins <laughs> on some earlier episodes of the local youth worker. Those are episodes 41 through 45. If you want to go back and check those out. Um, and Molly, thanks again for coming back on the show. You're welcome. Uh, yes. Now I'm a Barnes. I got married. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, okay. So today uh, we're asking the question, what are some takeaways for parents or youth workers uh, from watching the movie Love, Simon? So these are just some of the things that we walked away with that we, um, ways in which we were impacted. Uh, but, but something real quick that, that was before the movie started, um, not related to the content of the movie, but the, the main actor, Nick Robinson, and the director of the film uh, were both uh, thanking viewers for coming uh, to the movies. And that's just something I, I wanted to, to bring up, um, is the fact that less people are going to the movies these days. And so... They're thanking viewers more. If you, any of you watched the Oscars, uh, that was a message that was repeated, just thanking the viewers going to the movies. And um, Molly, you were saying you saw a movie recently that did the same thing. Um, yeah, I think it was A Wrinkle in Time. Okay. Uh, but the, doing it. Yeah, they're, they're doing that more because obviously Netflix and Amazon, uh, just other, other things, people are staying at home uh, instead of spending the money. So that's just something that I, I did walk away with, even though it has nothing to do with the Love, Simon story. And that's a, a side note I just think is interesting and Christians should be aware of it. Um, and so, yeah, one takeaway I had uh, is just simply, and we've kind of said this, but this is something we must be as Christians constantly thinking about, constantly talking about, reading about, praying about. Um, we, we cannot dis, you know ignore this uh, discussion. And so I think biblical sexuality is one of the most important issues parents need to be talking about with their students and youth workers need to be teaching and preaching uh, to their students. So, uh, yeah, that's just one takeaway I had, just the importance of staying on top of this issue. Molly, did you have anything? Yes. Um, just for talking points with students, there are a lot of things that you can pull from this movie. Um Especially one thing that really stuck out to me was um, just how do we view change? Um, In the movie, we have um, Martin who wants Abby to like him, so he's blackmailing Simon to help him. And Simon's like, okay, dude, you got to change your wardrobe. Like, (laughs) you wear ridiculous T-shirts that have jokes on them and stuff, and, like, the ladies don't like that. Um, And Martin just says, I don't want you to change me. Um... And a lot of that can be connected to the homosexuality um, culture of, you know, even Macklemore in his song, Same Love, is saying, I, what is he saying? I can't change even if I tried, even if I wanted to. Um, And so there's just, people aren't even trying to change. There isn't a reason to change. People accept them the way that they are. Um, And, you know, from a Christian perspective, 
change is a good thing. Um, we want um, to be made in the image of Christ and become more and more like Him every day in the process of sanctification. And so um, dying to um, the bad things um, and becoming more and more like Christ and the fight and the struggle of um, going against uh, the sin that we have every day is a good thing. Um, it doesn't feel good all the time, um, but it's good and it's a necessary battle that we struggle with. And so just talking to your students about, okay, well, how do you view change? Um, what does that look like? Yeah, I, th- I think that's a, a really good takeaway, Molly, um, because it is interesting is you, know, you try to think about how a preteen or teenager would walk away from this movie getting kind of a negative idea of change. Um, but like you said, that is central, you know, to Christianity, uh, that we are dying more to self and, and living more to righteousness. And obviously this is only done by the Spirit. Um, but that's that's a good point. Um, one thing I walked away from uh, was just the, the fact that our children are being catechized or taught, if you want to use that, uh, by, by the culture. Uh, that that um, you know, God has uh, given specific responsibilities to parents to be the primary authority to teach and disciple their children. Um, and so, as, as you know, parents, if they shirk that responsibility, um, you know, the, the culture will gladly take it um, because the culture is constantly educating um, our preteens and teens, and even before that. Um, through, you know, music, movies, magazine covers, Instagram posts, um, our children are being taught uh, something, and so it's important for us to be, you know, speaking biblical truth uh, to them, to be uh, vigilant and passing the faith on uh, to this next generation. Um, as parents, as a church, the body of believers, you know, this is something to just giving a, a plug for Reformed Youth Ministries. I mean, this is. Um, our passion is passing the faith on to the next generation. Um, so that's just something I walked away with, uh, seeing that this culture is teaching our children all the time. Um, so we've got to be diligent in doing that. Another thing that I think was big in the movie was um, identity issues. And that is a major thing for all of our teenagers struggling with their identity, who they are, what they believe. And they're forming that in these teenage years. And you just see how um, Simon's life, everything that he's saying in conversations or the decisions that he's making, um, we as the audience see um, just the behind the scenes of that and just how he positions himself at a party to be closer to this guy um, is filtered through his sexual identity or the conversation that he has with his friend, um, Nick. And Nick's like, what do you think of Abby? Like, she's super cute. And he's like, oh, she's just not really my type. And on the inside, you know, like, we know exactly, like, what he's thinking and um, all of that. And so just all of the things with his identity are focused on his sexuality. Um, and as Christians, our identity is in Christ. And so just thinking as Simon is um, filtering everything through his sexual identity, how are we as Christians filtering everything through our identity in Christ? Yeah, I mean, the issue of identity is so huge. And I mean, that's, as we've said on this show plenty of times, something 
adults struggle with and will struggle with until Christ returns. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see how the culture attempts to deal with this uh, issue and answers it. And, and really, I mean, that, that leads to another kind of takeaway from me. And, and I don't know if I'm going to verbalize this clearly, but um, basically the, the takeaway was the ways in which the homosexual community attempts to apply the gospel. And when I say that, the uh, their own version of the gospel is what I'm talking about. Um, because we know that Christians believe in a gospel that tells us we are sinful, we're evil, but it points us to the reality that Jesus took our guilt and shame on himself um, and gave us his righteousness so that we don't have to bear it any longer. Um, But the reality is we know that Romans 2 teaches us that all of humanity, believers and unbelievers, have the law of God written on their hearts. And so deep down, the culture knows that there's something wrong with homosexuality because God's word is written on uh, their hearts. Uh, so those who are fully embracing a homosexual agenda and do not you know, see it as sinful still feel guilt and shame from this. Um, however, they don't take that guilt and shame to the cross, which is where you know my own sin has to go in order to, to be alleviated of that, that guilt and shame. But the, the homosexual community, however, attempts to alleviate the feelings of guilt and shame by preaching you know, a gospel of tolerance or a mindset that fully embraces uh, the, the homosexual lifestyle. Uh, but but unfortunately, you know, forceful acceptance of the homosexual agenda, you know, telling myself and all of Christians that they must accept this or be tolerant of it, will it won't ultimately ease this guilt and shame. Um, you know, it's simply you know putting a bandaid over the problem uh, that will only lead to further pain and suffering. Um, so that, that's kind of their version of the gospel. Um, that those who are embracing this homosexual agenda. So that's just one thing that, that I walked away with. Uh, another thing that I had was, and we've talked about this a little bit, of just how the culture has changed. And we have a younger generation versus the older generation in um, how we think about homosexuality. And we see this in the movie when Simon's little sister, I can't remember the exact dialogue, but his sister um, Simon has just told his parents and his sister already knew like a day before hand that uh, Simon was gay. Um, but Simon tells them that he's gay and his dad doesn't have the best reaction at first. Mm-hmm. And his little sister yells at the dad um, and is kind of screaming that tolerance that you were talking about of, um, of acceptance and, um, so it's just, it's so very clear to see um, the shifting of opinions of the younger generation versus the older generation mm-hmm. in this movie. And we see that in real life too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the last thing that I would um, highlight too, that I just walked away uh, from this movie thinking was the, the, the fact that we need to lean on the authority of God's word Um you know, hearing that, that can sound restrictive to many and frustrating to many, you know, even inside the church. Um, but to me, it's such a refreshing and freeing truth uh, for Christians to cling to. Um, because as, you know, we as Christians are watching Love, Simon, you know, he's obviously the hero of the movie. Um, and the, the movie uses, you know, music and the power of picture to manipulate our emotions and our thoughts and our feeling, our feelings. Um, and so it's important because we can easily go down that way and think, okay, are we wrong in this issue? Um, are there ways in which we should embrace this? 
Um, but, but again, leaning on the authority of Scripture gave me confidence and clarity um, as I'm watching this this movie that, again, is trying to feed me another another narrative. Um, and so ultimately, you know, uh, God's, you know, isn't being harsh uh, when he speaks bluntly, you know, in favor of marriage between one man and one woman. It's ultimately for our good. He's giving us those parameters because he loves us and knows that it's for our flourishing. And so, again, just leaning on the authority of God's word that teaches that um, was refreshing and freeing for me. Um, Molly, do you have anything else you want to add to any of that? Yeah, I think that's a great point, just going back to the word and leaning on that, because I am a sucker (laughs) for uh, rom-coms and just how... Like, I know that it's happening when Hollywood is manipulating me and the music, but I'm just so into it all the time. And so when I saw this movie, I left just feeling very unsettled because I knew the way that Hollywood wanted me to feel because, like you were saying, the music and um, just how they play on your emotions in those ways. And, yeah, so it is very confusing um, to me as a 26-year-old to see that and just to feel weird afterwards. And so just thinking about our students and they're so young and vulnerable and still forming their opinions and thoughts on things and just thinking about how confusing that is for them, but knowing that we do have the truth in the word and that we must go back to that every day or we are going to be confused. We are going to feel weird and not know what to do. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And just an obvious point to make here that it, you know, could, is implied, but it needs to be said is the fact that our teenagers need to be reading the Bible um, and our parents need to be reading the Bible and our parents need to be reading the Bible to their teenagers um, as well. Uh, they, they yeah need to be immersed in God's word and know what it says. Um, so anyway, that's some, some good stuff. Uh, Molly, thanks for that. 